coming down the ladder now. Okay, I just checked uh, getting back up to that first step. Roger, we copy. Pretty, pretty good little jump. TC and Jake. Hey there. Hope everyone's doing great. I know I am. About uh, five minutes ago, an attractive woman walked by the window in workout clothes. So that's that's where I'm at. Okay. Did you uh, assault her? No, I was fully respectful. Yeah. Didn't, uh, I don't even think she knew I was here. There's a little yeah. tint on the windows. It's very nice. Like yeah. it's a one-way tint. So I you guess can look I do, out, but they can't look in. Yeah, it it falls apart if you have any light in here. And I do I do turn on a light whenever I'm doing this with you, so that my face is properly illuminated. I know that's sure. important to you. Yeah, very. So she could probably see me a little bit. Yeah, but she she wasn't looking this way. I, however, was looking at her butt. Okay, well, that's creepy, but that's okay. Um, I think, actually, uh, that's a good lead-in to uh, what I wanted to talk about, which was uh, Puerto Vallarta. They got butts there? Oh, my God. Canadian butts? Yeah, I mean, the Canadian thing is definitely something I want to talk about. Hey, you got to get out of here, dude. Well, it's my podcasting room. I'm allowed to be here. It's the cat, my brother. Oh, whoa. Okay. And just fall and was he with your mom? Uh dude, we left him alone. <laughs> what? I guess Josh uh, and Nikki do that. We had somebody come check on him every day. Uh-huh. And we have like an automatic water and food thing. Yeah. But he was pretty much by himself the whole time. <laughs> Are cats okay with that? Like I think so. I'm positive that would be extremely deleterious to Henry's health. Oh, there's no way we would do that with Milo. Yeah. Like we we sent Milo to a a friend. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Which but, friend? I mean, Laura. Okay. Yeah. That's our responsible one. Yeah. That was my guess. Um yeah, so uh I I don't think that I'm like really in a position to look at this many butts anymore. You know, I it's uh, I I can never tell if it's getting better or worse. I feel I, like for me, it's definitely getting worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, I feel much more creepy doing it, but I, yeah. I just, I just mean like it can't tell if it's getting better or worse in terms of uh, my Desire? sex drive is supposed to taper off at some point. That's what I was planning on. <laughs> in, in, in some ways I can, you know, I don't know. Um, it used to be essentially impossible to go 24 hours without masturbating. And now we can do a nice uh, 48 to 72. That's a growth. <laughs> I would call that an improvement. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I mean, I guess it's probably hand in hand, right? If I was still. As it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I was still masturbating every single day, I think that I probably would look at butts less. Yeah, I just I just don't think there's any scenario where I should be looking at like a 48-year-old Canadian woman with like modest low C tits and being like I'm going to go jack off. Like yeah, that just I mean, can't be happening. It's it's been happening my whole life, so I don't know why <laughs> I would expect it to change now. But I did want to talk about um their their general uh involvement and engagement um because for anyone who did not hear the dumb zone, Jake went to uh, Puerto Vallarta and discovered that Puerto Vallarta is 75 to 80% Canadians. Yeah, and and I, I fully understand that, uh, you know, we have some, like, level of crossover when it comes to audiences, and that's fine. But yeah, I, guess I feel like you and I, you and I can have a, a little bit of a different conversation about sure. it. Dude, they were fucking hammered. <laughs> I mean, I've had three days to think about it, and I haven't thought about much else. They were just so drunk. 
Yeah, of course they were, dude. They were so drunk the whole time, and they were like whiskey tango as fuck. Do you think there's a single qualified tattoo artist anywhere between Vancouver and Toronto? It didn't seem like it. (laughs) Like just, I I don't know if I would go all the way to Toronto, but I would definitely go all the way to like Central. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. You know, obviously there's Edmonton and Calgary. (laughs) I say obviously, and Uh, I, I. I do think that was primarily where the traffic was coming from. But I, I don't think that uh, you got Winnipeg there. But those, those are the only cities of note. Those are the only cities with uh, CFL teams between Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, if you told me that there's not a single really good tattoo artist anywhere in Calgary, Edmonton, or Winnipeg, I would believe you. Dude, I know a shitty tattoo when I see one. Yeah. Yeah, and, I bet and there's that's one good one in Banff. I bet I bet he lives in Banff, the only good one between Vancouver and Toronto. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's possible. But man, I don't know, dude. Like it was just, it was, uh, it was just fat country white people, <laughs> <laughs> and I with it, terrible accents and just drunk as piss the whole time. <laughs> and it was just like I don't know, like. I, I think it's kind of weird for me too, as like a guy who dr- like probably drinks too much. Like when I'm around people that are like way too drunk, I don't know. There's something like it's 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 like if you were expelled from the CIA, Go and then on. you could like you could like <laughs> see an agent <laughs> like yeah. in the field, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just like look at him and I'm like, you've had too much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it addresses the age-old, and I think this is, in my mind, it's been settled for a while, but, uh, you know, you, kind of both extremes in uh, climate seem to invite drinking, you know? Like, uh, if, you, if you're down right. by a warm beach, uh, cold beer in your hand sounds quite nice. On the other right. hand, uh, if you're in the middle of a snowstorm, getting pissed drunk, probably a good option. Yeah. And how do we balance these things? And I think that if you look, you know, at the uh, rates of cirrhosis by population, things of this nature, the cold weather just fucking demolishes it. Like yeah. the, the warm weather people, they like to drink. The cold weather people, they need to drink. Yeah. And taking cold weather people and putting them in warm weather. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I would say this too, like they weren't like rude. Yeah, that's nice. They weren't like mean. I'd they were just that. like really annoying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it was it was definitely a very weird experience. I think um I think to a certain extent like a lot of people uh have found like uh economic gain. You know, probably dating back like 25, 30 years. Get out of here. Cat, sorry. I think uh, I think a lot of people probably like in the late 80s, early 90s realized that like, hey, you know, we can buy property here. Yeah. And, you know, you'll see like uh, we talked about this on the Dumb Zone, but you'll see like a number of places that just have American, Mexican and Canadian flags. Yeah. And uh, that's like <sighs> shit. I don't know, man. I would say like half the bars you see. Or restaurants or whatever or resorts or whatever like they own it and having people that earn money in canada who, who has a better economy than mexico and then coming down to mexico to spend that money it's a big fucking win for mexico yeah and i think uh i was reading about this a little bit and i think they actually just recently like uh engaged in some sort of like protectionist thing like where they're not taxed quite the same way that they used to be for foreign spending. Okay. Um, so again, I, I I don't know like the the exact particulars of it, but I I do think that like it's actually cheaper to go there now than it used to be like even fifteen years ago. That's nice. Yeah. So. Um, I, I don't know. And, and, and they were so annoying. <laughs> they were so annoying, dude. You didn't make any friends? Not one Canadian friend? Well, I was telling you about this the other day. Um, the last day that we were there, uh, you know, because for me, dude, like by like day four or five of vacation, I'm just like, I need to work. I know that's 
you you would probably call me a British cigarette for that, but yeah, I, I don't even know what you mean by work. It's not like you pour concrete or something. Yeah, but I, I, I just have to like start getting back into like prep for the show, do emails, do bills, like whatever. Like I just, I need to be like locked back in. Okay. And uh, this guy, uh, he was probably like 30, maybe 32, early 30s. And he was sitting next to me. And I was like, hey, man, um, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd had a couple drinks. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie to you. He had had several. <laughs> um, so I don't know that like we were communicating at like the most effective point possible. Beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was like, I've never been here before. Um, I'm here with a family. My family comes down here every year. Um, and I was like, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, how, how is it possible that all these Canadians are here? And he didn't really have much of an answer, but he did say to me, he was like, can you tell I'm Canadian? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, <laughs> I absolutely can. Yeah. yeah. I was like, can you tell him from the States? He was like, yeah, from the States, but I don't know where. Yeah, I feel like we have pretty neutral accents. I think so, but I don't know. I mean, he was uh, he was quite surprised that I could tell he was from Canada. So, yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah, no, my mom thinks she talks normal. Your mom does not talk normal. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that, but she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, it, dude. It's just so aggressive, and especially like I I think. Uh, primarily like people's accents come out like way more when they're drunk yeah not to uh blow up her spot but i have always most prominently noticed this in your wife <laughs> she'll she'll hit the cajun yeah like she there's yeah. there's no trace of it if she's sober right but not when she's not yeah yeah so um but i don't feel like and i i feel like like 40% of the time you've been around me, I've been impaired, but I, I don't feel like I have a Texas accent. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You uh, know. Personally? No. Um, no, you you just uh, quickly lose the ability to form speech altogether. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the right. Yeah, doesn't so matter. What, what would there be an accent if you can't form a word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know though. It was just it was a it was a really strange experience. Like uh, just just being around and and the the weird thing about it too was the hotel was obviously a resort. I suppose mm -hmm. was obviously like very aware of it. Yeah, if they're playing the their special Canadian song. <laughs> yeah, like every their hour version on of, the hour. Yeah, yeah. So um, Canadian wagon wheel. It was definitely Canadian wagon wheel. Yeah. And my question to you was, <laughs> you does like Drake know it? Uh, probably not. I think he got shot before that. I wonder, it would be quite a thing if he ever uh, sampled the Pirates of Saskatoon. One of Saskatchewan. Sa I know that there's a town called Saskatoon in the uh, province called Saskatchewan. But I guess I just always assume that they're getting at the same thing there, right? Like, are they I, used I, I really don't know. I guess is my question. Yeah, I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at it here. You got Regina and Saskatoon and Moose Jaw. Those are the big. And Prince Albert. Got some funny names in Saskatchewan, friends. It was wild as fuck, though, man. Like, I got to tell you, like, uh, you know, I mean... I suppose like it's it's not like as weird as if you know it was uh different continents. God, but just imagine, you imagine going showing to, up to fucking like like going to Slovenia and it's just all Canadians. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like if you went to a place like and you're like, "Oh, I I didn't know you were going to be here." And it's yeah. just all that. It yeah. was super weird. I've never been to Mexico at all. I'd like to go. Um, I fucking love it, dude. Yeah, it seems great. Uh, you know, my, my wife is just, you know, she watched a uh, man on fire and decided that she's not going. So 
<laughs> you know, I don't know what to do for you. Um, and there's like, you know, lots of other places, you know, like it, whenever you're choosing a vacation, you have so many good options. Like if someone in the party is like, boy, I really don't want to do that. Like why push it? You know, you could just, you could have an equally fun time anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it seems great. But I, I definitely had the idea, had the, the perception that uh, those, for some reason, I believe it's mainly the Pacific side rather than the Gulf of Mexico side. And then I don't think that it's that many Canadians from like Toronto, certainly uh, not Montreal, right? Like, definitely not. And I mean, that, that makes sense geographically, you know, of like if, if you do go straight up from the Pacific side, um, you will My dude told Calgary. me it was a uh, five and a half to six hour flight. I don't know if that's a lot or not. It seems like a lot, right? That's not a lot. Okay. I'm just, you know, my everything's calibrated the route that I To I'm get most, away from fucking yeah, negative yeah. 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the, the idea that you can fly six hours. Yeah. At any given time, six hours from now, you could not be around snow and, in fact, be on a warm beach. Yeah. It does seem a bit of a miracle. But I'm just, I'm, I'm you know, my... My idea of a flight is Dallas to Chicago. And so if it's longer than that, then I'm like, that's long. I mean, everyone thinks that New York to LA is a long flight, and that's five hours. But is it just five? I think so. I feel five and a half, something like that. So probably in the same range that the guy quoted you. I mean, okay. it, I'm looking at a map. Calgary to Puerto Vallarta looks probably longer, but um, about the same as New York to LA. I will tell you this, though. Like... Uh you know, it's it's definitely not something I want to make a habit out of, the mm -hmm. all-inclusive. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that's a different type of person, dude. Like, we talked about it a little bit with you and Josh the other day, but, like, that's a cruise person. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like people that, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like, going with the flow is good. And, like, I, in some ways I find it admirable if you can just show up and sort of not have, not cling so tightly to your preferences that like like it would bother me if I can't get you know like exactly what kind of food I want and like I, I just I want to be able to have like a lot of input and planning and I like that stuff you know yeah I don't really view that as work I view that as fun like whenever sure. a vacation's coming up I like to you know sort of get myself uh, excited for it by looking at what are the things we're gonna do and that process is almost as enjoyable as the vacation to me so you know totally agree yeah. You know so, that about me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, all-inclusive doesn't appeal to me. And be, like anything that doesn't appeal to me, I, of course, have some harsh judgments for anyone that does uh, find it enjoyable. But, you know, as I will often do, I try to temper those by saying it's okay that there's people, other kinds of people in the world. And, you know, in some ways it's admirable that you can have fun in any setting. Dude, I saw a guy... Um I, I don't think I brought this up on the show, which means it's like not that interesting. <laughs> okay. It means I'm just bringing my C plus stuff here to the podcast. Dude, I saw a guy. It was probably uh, the bars open at uh, 11. It was probably 1130. And I saw this guy, dude, two beers, one beer in each hand. Um, and he is just he doesn't know where he is. Mm -hmm. like no idea and he bumped into a tree and spilled nice. a beer on himself nice. uh then bumped into like a little palapa type thing oh you got some palapas down there spilled the other beer on himself all right and he's looking around and i know what he's looking for he's looking for his family because mm -hmm. i saw his family like maybe 15 minutes before he doesn't know where they are. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's got no idea. And I texted Kristen. She had gone back up to the room, and I was like, you've got to get back down here. <laughs> like, you've got, you got to see this dude. And she's like, oh, fuck. Okay, I'll, I'll head back down. It's like a snail and, race. And he, he makes his way over to the snack bar, and uh, they had, like, burgers and hot dogs. He just got a hot dog, no bun. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. I assume they eat that up there. Yeah, he just he just they just hand him a wiener. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, looking around. <laughs> I'm just like, you are not going to make it back, my dude. There's just no chance. There's no chance. Is he still wandering around down there, you think? I would imagine so. That's that's what the legends say. <laughs> yeah. That's great. But it's a lot of stuff like that, dude. Like, it's just a lot of... And then, you know, the other thing, too, like, which is... Uh, I mean, everybody who goes to Mexico knows about this. It's highly depressing. Dude, the child peddler. Oh, no. Like a Not like people rickshaw? peddling children, but... The oh, you mean like uh, trying to sell things? Trinkets and the like. Yeah. That's yeah. not fun. No, it doesn't that's sound like, fun. That's like in your face at every moment. What do you... I feel like it's uh, almost rude to ask you how you handle it. I feel I feel like I just say no. Yeah, I mean, we primarily say no. Um, and and okay, so evaluate this. I did buy one stuffed animal from a kid for my daughter. That's nice. But immediately when I did that, like his cohort of friends were like blood in the water. Yeah. And now they all want to come up and be like, you know, you know, can I sell you this? Can I sell you that? You know, and they're eight. And I feel like as a favor to them, yeah, I'd, I'd give them the opportunity to uh, go try and find another customer by clearly informing them that I'm not it. It sucks. It sucks, man. I mean, and and it's funny too. Like Kristen was like, because uh, it was Monday, you know, and Kristen was like, are they in school? I was like, no. <laughs> They're not in school. Yeah, they just got done with algebra and came down here. Yeah, yeah. Just finished AP reading. Hmm. Not good. So that sucks. But I see there's a Costco. There is a Costco. There's a Costco. There's a Sam's Club. What the fuck, dude? I know, I know. And again, I think that's uh, largely the uh, the Canadian deal. Yeah, I guess so. Because there's like a ton of uh, like condos down there now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, so you know, uh, it doesn't seem like a bad idea to move investment to the wise? ocean. Like, you know, retire there, whatever. He's tired of his life as a programmer. She's mm-hmm. tired of being a teacher. That's right. They have a $400,000 budget. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do know that the uh, the big impediment on all that stuff is uh, no loans. Yeah, that is definitely a big part of it. You have to pay cash Hell on the taxes. table. Yeah, whenever you're buying property down there. Yeah, but you know the good news is it's cheap. I bet that if like if if we you know I, there's no like uh, step two in this plan, but I bet just like the equity that we have in our house now. Eh. You could move tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think we're close. I don't. I don't think we can move tomorrow, but because of the no tomorrow. loan. If if it was like you know you could get a, a semi loan, then we could definitely move tomorrow. But I the question I'd, would be like, how do you earn money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could absolutely buy like if you keep doing this podcast. I earn money from this podcast primarily. No, I looked. I looked into and a if lot. If everyone of it. who subscribes gets one friend to subscribe, then I can move to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> I looked into a lot of it. Like, uh, you know, the first the first question I like the first night I just Googled why so many Canadians in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Would you love to see the Google searches just for Puerto Vallarta to just to see if that's one? It's it's the first one. <laughs> yeah, it's the first. It's the first like autofill. If yeah, if Google sees that you're in Puerto Vallarta and you type in a W on the keyboard, it fills in why are there so many Canadians in Puerto Vallarta. Honestly, like it's not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first Google response? Google result. Um, it's cheap. It's cheap. Guess that makes sense. Like the first thing was literally just that like cost of living is like one third. Uh, cost of residency is like one third. Taxes super low. Healthcare amazing. 
On, uh, on Matt and Shane, Matt had read a book claiming that the population trends will make it so that in the next, I think the timeline was like 40 years or something, that Mexico will be the, uh, the stronger partner in the U.S.-Mexico relationship. I ran that by Philip, and he could not have been more dismissive. Philip, no way. Uh, you know, I just I, he I believe that he does uh, have a, a place in Mexico City. I know he was shopping for one at one point. Um, Love to go there. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty conversant in Mexico. He's a big fan of Mexico. Yeah, I'd love oh, to go to Mexico City with him specifically. So that was the other thing I was going to tell you is, uh, you know, Dan's about to go to uh, France. He's about to go to Paris. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, me too. Um, God, what I wouldn't give to make a travel documentary about Dan's first steps in Europe. It feels very uh, Carl Pilkington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, my favorite, um, like when I when I learned about this was when I was listening to the Haralabob interview, and uh, you know they asked <laughs> you guys asked Haralabob, and the first thing out of Haralabob's mouth was whatever he found out where Dan's daughter lived. He's like, oh yeah, that's a good Arondissement, <laughs> and I'm like, zero chance that the guy who's going there in a week knows what Arondissement means. No, no. So you're you're, um, you're essentially speaking a foreign language to him already, and he's, he's a getting, foreign foreign language. He's taking nothing in. Yeah, but uh, I feel like uh, the difference between like France and Mexico is like I feel like Mexican people like kind of like you to try. Yeah, and I don't feel like they're offended if you're like shitty at it. Yeah, whereas my experience in France, I mean, I. I don't remember what it was like as a kid. I, I had some friends that moved to London in, I think they moved in second grade and then in third grade we went and visited them and then we also went to Paris. So that was the first time. I don't remember if people were rude to us then. I do remember that a guy stole, like uh, we were trying to uh, buy tickets for the subway and uh, a guy very confidently came up to us and was like, yeah, yeah, you gotta do this, 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 okay. And uh, it was just fucking, you know, now our account was drained and it was in his account, essentially. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but, so that wasn't nice. But uh, outside of that, the, uh, the first time that I got to Paris, um, I did the thing that I would always do whenever I get to a new city at that time, which was uh, stop into a place that looked like they had a map and ask if they had a map. And most places, that's super easy. Everyone's chill. The Paris lady could not have been more disgusted. It was just fucking, what, do you, what does this look like? I yeah. don't know. Looks like a place where you might give out maps. If it's a no, you could just say that nice. And uh, yeah. that, that was how it went from there. Uh, all the rest of it was essentially like that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, in, in, in Mexico, Primarily, if you could just get by with like the four main niceties, mm -hmm. they're going to be cool to you. Gracias. Yeah, you know, you're basically por favor, donada, gracias, like whatever. Like they're they're going to be cool. Uh, Spain, maybe not so much. You yeah, know? it's just a different thing. Like you know, I I think that Mexico probably has a sense that the biggest blessing going in their life is the fact that you're showing up. Um, you, you, in you Paris, know what? that's just okay. not true. Okay, so maybe that's true, but also I think that like culturally, they're just the cooler people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mean to underrate that. I agree. Like, I, I actually believe, you know, I, I believe it's person to person. Of course, I, I fully understand that. But I think there is a cultural like milieu that you fit into where like Mexican people are just cool. Yeah, they're just cool as fuck. Yeah. No doubt about that. And they just like welcome you and they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not worried about that. Like whatever that is, not worried about it. Yeah. And like, I understand like, you know, it's weird too. Like, uh, you know, obviously like it, it feels as if the, uh, the U S has like, uh, engaged in a, uh, like negative PR campaign <laughs> against like traveling to Mexico. But I, I really feel like that is misguided, man. I feel like Mexican people are like 
the coolest people on the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah. Are you just you talking about like the yeah perception like that there's violence, yeah, cartel, violence, like yeah. whatever? And I and I'm not like discounting that, but mm-hmm. I do think like we are very very close to like the coolest one of the coolest places on earth. Yeah. And like we all talk about like Europe and like oh the culture like let's go to Europe, dude. Just go to Mexico. You can do both. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, they're awesome. I've been uh, I've been reading a lot about the history of Paris. It is pretty cool. The most of the stuff nowadays is uh, in the middle of the eighteen. I think it's eighteen hundreds. It's hard. It's it sucks when you get stuff off by a hundred years. <laughs> it seems insane that you could miss anything by a hundred years, but. It's not the 1900s. It's just in the past, right? Um, I'm pr- I'm fairly so. Yeah, it's the middle of the 1800s. Has to be. Well, it's like uh, having to remind yourself that the uh, 1980s are 40 years ago now, not 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Napoleon the Third. Napoleon's the you know not not the Napoleon you're thinking of, but a different Napoleon. Okay. Um, he uh, he won election. He, it was the first like open presidential election in French history. He won, um, you know, because his name was fucking Napoleon, and uh, tried to do some stuff. Tried to uh, try. I believe it was just like he he was forbade from running again. Like anyone who's who becomes president, you got to step down after the first term. And he's like, I got more stuff to do, and what's more, the military thinks I'm doing a good job. So <laughs> how about I just uh, kind of take all the power? So yeah, <laughs> it, it won presidential election, immediately led to a dictatorship. Um, and once dictator did the kinds of stuff that you absolutely couldn't do if you're not dictator and empowered his guy, uh, his name's Houseman, uh, to uh, like just knock down everything. It's like whatever you want to do, you want to demolish entire neighborhoods fucking go for it i mean some of them suck and it you know does seem like uh some of them sucked (laughs) um and so uh yeah most of what you like know and understand to be paris today is shit that he built yeah yeah um interesting like justin was justin's the one that told me about the whole thing uh because he went there recently and i had uh i had watched the last duel recently and so I was talking with him about the last duel, and that's it. It depicts medieval Paris. It's fucking awesome. Like to see modern America's the entertainment industry's best attempt at showing you exactly what it was like to live in Paris in the 1300s. Fucking very dope, because it just blows your mind. Like Notre Dame is there. It was it was built. I think it was built in 1260. Um, so you know, like you do have that landmark. Of like you know I I've seen Notre Dame so I I I've stood where the, at the place they're depicting, but like as I'm looking at it now, it's all like fucking fields and cows and shit, uh, which is just insane. It's the most this used to be fields. It's the craziest this used to be fields that I think you can get. Um, and uh, and yeah, so Justin told me that he did a tour of medieval Paris, and it's like four buildings. Like everything else, that's is, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, obviously Notre Dame's there, but uh, and I, you know, I think the Louvre was. I don't, I don't know when the Louvre opened, but I do know that whenever they're talking about Hausmann's renovation of Paris, that you know, it's that kind. That's already in place. Um, the I'm trying to remember what their city hall is called. Yeah, the Hotel de Ville, that's in place, etc. But yeah, a lot of more stuff. And a lot of it's like uh, the first Napoleon had an idea and then like he didn't get a chance to finish it. Because he he does have quotes historically that indicate that this is something that he very much wanted to do. That he was looking around at the Paris that he was in. And he's like, you know, we should knock down 90% of this and fucking build a new thing that's cooler. What's the reasoning? You know, I mean, I think that Paris at the time, like, w- dude, if you think about any, like... I love cities now. I love them so much. It's definitely <laughs> the mode of living. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, there is, like, 
there's definitely the disagreement in the population at large about whether living in the country is cool or whether living in the city is cool. And I would say that, in fact, I do like both of them. Um, but, you know, if, if you're giving me an unlimited budget, I'm not buying a ranch. I'm buying something, you know, in the middle of a very busy area. Um, but uh, despite having those preferences now, it has occurred to me that they're probably, if you go back far enough, I, there's certainly got to be a time at which I flip. Because if you think about, like, living in a city before they really got plumbing down, you know, <laughs> which, like, is a big thing, you know, like, they they definitely were still doing cities then, and it just smelled like other people's shit all the fucking time. Um, the ability to, like, like, they, you know, you couldn't refrigerate meat, so, and, like, there's no meat nearby, so, like, you're just living... Like, that's what British cuisine... You know, like, how people always make fun of British food. It's like, that's all they could do if you're living in London in the 1800s. And it just took the... You know, like... I don't know. You know, they, they just couldn't do any better. Um, and if that's all... The, everything's... Everyone's eaten all the time, it'd fucking blow. So, yeah. Cities used to be so terrible. And, uh, you know, the, the poor areas were even worse. And I, I, it certainly seems like there was nothing but uncut misery occurring in the neighborhoods that they knocked down. You know, it's just fucking shanty towns built on top of shanty towns. They, one of their like big points of emphasis was that there was no fresh air or light. Like, like that's what they're saying that we want to do, you know, like whenever they're like, we got to knock down this neighborhood so that the, uh, the people living here can experience fresh air and light. Uh, so I, I think that all neighborhoods should have fresh air and light. So I, I don't know, you know, it's, it, you see how similar moves in America have been very destructive. Like in our city, uh, the building of highway 30 is, you know, that that's, that's our largest scale. Hey, we're going to knock down all these houses. Um, and we're going to, you know, put a new thing here and which like a lot of Houseman's Renovation Paris is knocking things down to build streets through it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a strong analog to the building of Highway 30. And I think that the building of Highway 30 was a giant fucking mistake. You know, like it, it, the street grid around there is still fucking total bullshit. Uh, and it's just every like... It's, it was never going to be the nicest part of our city in general, but it's definitely made worse by the existence of Highway 30. Like there's, you know, like a Buckner Terrace, um, like Jim Miller. If you're, I, I used to, my good friend Russ lives off of Jim Miller and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I used to live with him. And so, um, you know, it's just a lot nicer if you're like three miles from 30 than if then the parts that are along 30. And I think that if you took off, took away 30, that it would be that nice all throughout. And there's a lot of, there's just a lot of places where you can tell that it's still, it, there was a neighborhood here and someone put a fucking highway through it. I don't know. That shit sucks. So I, I there's some real dangers to uh, allowing people to just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it really seems to have worked out for Paris, which... Uh, gives me much to think about. <laughs> like what? Just I would have thought that having a dictator was exclusively bad before now. And I, do, <laughs> I don't want one. I don't want one. But it's there's a lot of steps between um, our current way of doing cities and dictator. And oh, like whatever, like especially in New York when people are trying to diagnose there, there's some big problems that New York faces, you know, of like like a lot of their big train halls uh, just fucking blow. You know, like Penn Station, you know, people hate it. It's nothing but human misery. Um, and no one would have picked this system, so how did we end up with it? And the answer is that there's no one powerful enough to change that. And that's a reaction to Robert Moses. Like Robert Moses was doing Highway 30-style construction all throughout New York. He was an extremely powerful urban planner. Um, and uh, he fucked up a lot of things. And so people's reaction was, we should just never, it's not like we should replace him with someone better. We should eliminate the position. There should be no one with the power to, to do the kind of damage that he just did. 
And that's left us in a situation where like no one can solve the problems. So I don't know, you know, I, I think that Robert Moses's tenure was extremely destructive. Um, so I certainly have some sympathy for the idea that we should get rid of that style of urban planning. But uh, I, I, I do wonder if we've gone too far in the other direction. And, you know, hearing about Hausman's renovation of Paris, which is extremely far in the other direction, or, or in the, the Robert Moses direction, but it worked out so well. Um, you know, I don't know. It, I, I do often ponder the question of like, is it good to have a strong city government or a weak one? And uh, this is a, a, a real good case for a strong one, I think. But there's other cases. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic, what do you think of the uh, like sensationalizing of uh, sports mayor's divorce? Because I think it sucks. Oh, you think? Uh, well, happy to argue the other side. Yeah, I just think like, dude, I mean, I, I, I suppose if he was like, you know, using campaign money or city money or donor money, but I just think it think sucks was, that people's brother. divorces have to like become a public thing, even if you're a public figure. Like you and I have talked once before about uh, a good friend of mine who got divorced and uh, she had like pictures of his weed pipe. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, if he's a good dad, like, and you guys just don't get along anymore, like, I don't understand how this is, like, ending up in front of his grandparents. Yeah. I just think that sucks. I, I, I don't think people should have to go through that. Yeah. Unless you're skimming off the top. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think... It seems to me possible that he was. I mean, I... I, I yeah. I don't, I'd like to lay... I... Um, I went on Philip's podcast. We talked about this a little bit, but I'm gonna, I'm going to assume that there's probably several people here who uh, who didn't hear that that might be interested. I think that's in the actually details. where you first started podcasting. Philip's podcast, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I read yeah. that in the Observer. Yeah. Um. So uh, the the woman that Eric is accused of carrying out an affair with, and you know, I, I hear what you're saying that you're not excited about the uh, the details, but I, I think the details are hilarious. So I would like to briefly share one of them, um, <laughs> which is that uh, he and her both deny that uh, they had an affair, and people have really seized on the fact. But that, who cares that they admit that they shared a hotel room? That <laughs> part is a weird. Hotel room on a on a like two week vacation, New um, York, right? Uh, and Montreal. Both. Okay. So they're, you know, hitting up a couple stops, multi-stop vacation together, but not an affair. Um, and then they, uh, they asked Eric Johnson, have you ever told this woman, I love you? And he said, maybe. Possibly. What the fuck are we doing here, dude? But like, why would he even be asked that question? Uh, cause he's going to lie about the one about whether or not he's had sex. I assume what's going on there is that he knows that the you know the wife having ring doorbell camera video of her coming in is not the same as proving that they had sex. There's probably yeah, nothing Ime, Ime Odoka. There's nothing out there that proves that they had sex. So he can stand up there and lie about it on the stand. He probably has like the, I assume they're asking because they've got cell phone transcripts of their text messages where he says I love you. So if he says yeah. no to that, then he is opening himself to perjury. Um which sometimes know, doesn't really get prosecuted. I think most of the time. It, it, uh, sometimes maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen a couple people perjure themselves. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. I think I think what you actually say is I don't recall. Yeah. 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 Um but you know, if he had said that then they Presumably could have said, well, I'd like to submit exhibit A here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Sure seems to me like he's lying about the denial of the affair. But I just don't think it matters. You know, like if, in, and they may not have even been like together anymore, you know? Yeah. Like if they're, you know, nominally separated, I, I just, like, I can't stand the guy. I think he's a terrible politician. I think he's a terrible representative. I think he's a terrible mayor. But I just don't, I, I guess I don't really see why people's personal lives have to be like put on front street like that for nothing. 
Like it doesn't have, that's not why he's a bad mayor. See, I, I do think that it is like, uh, I, I think that I mean, kind of the argument that I would be persuaded by if I was going on your side is like the, just what's the practical upshot of this? I mean, I guess he could run for something else, in which case it would be important that the voters are aware of his character, in my opinion. But like... Dude, we literally the, the guy who is like a 50-50 candidate for president right now was like, I grab chicks by the clit. But you should know that about them, you know. But nobody cares. I mean, you know, 50% of people do fucking care a lot. You know, like if you, if you go on Twitter.com, I think you'll see millions of people who are pretty fucking care a lot. I voted uh, for the email lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I, I believe that he has not done too much as mayor. And I think that a large reason why is like just his personal relations, you know, like just how he conducts himself like on, on a, a person-to-person basis, um, just has, has mattered tremendously in what kind of mayor he's been, I think. And it really does, I, I don't know, this, this feels like a, a cheap shot um, and, and the exact kind of thing that uh, you're objecting to. But like, I, I think it's captured by, uh, you know, just like as your wife's doing the dishes, just kind of let her know, well, re-election campaign's done, so I got some papers here for you to sign. I'm not going to be living with you anymore. We'll see you later. The timing was not great. Yeah, and just like the the way that he did that, uh, you know, it 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 really stands out as like a certain kind of person. And I'd say it's confirmed by everything else I've ever seen him do. And it has very directly led to the results that of, you know, his, uh, his time in office. Um, so it, it feels of a piece to me. Um, and then the, you know, finish talking about the, has the divorce and affair led to the misappropriation of funds. The woman who he's accused of carrying on the affair with uh, on his official campaign reports received something like $113,000. And this was in his re-election campaign where he was running unopposed. So, like, he probably could have gotten re-elected if he didn't spend any dollars at all. Correct. Um, And in the uh, race against him whenever he was opposed... And I was working on the other side. Uh, One hundred ten thousand dollars would have been about ten percent of our total budget for the entire fucking thing. So, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that the average person listening to this is not aware of like what the scale of, uh, you know, campaigns are. And so, you know, is one hundred ten thousand dollars a lot or is it a little? In my opinion, it's a fucking lot. Uh, and. The explanation that Philip received and gave kind of probably puts this $110,000 on the right side of the legal line, but feels to me like the spirit of like, is he using this for personal gain? Um, you know, it, it, it trips some, some wires for me. Uh, so Philip says that the $110,000 was to set up the Republican Mayor's Association. So whenever... And, you know, he's raising this money when he's running. uh, I mean, he's not you don't run as a Democrat in city elections. They're nonpartisan elections. But But it's known. Yeah. And like, you know, he made an announcement afterwards that he was changing from a Democrat to a Republican. So, you know, in some sense, he is he is running as a Democrat, raising money. And, you know, uh, to be fair to him, I've. I looked at who his big donors were whenever we were running against them. They are all Republicans. You know, it's it's people that are donating to no. Ted Cruz and him. Yeah, you know, there's some, but um, <laughs> so uh, he uh, myself. <laughs> he um, <coughs> you know raises this money running Remember as a Democrat that. and. Uh, does the then switches to being a Republican and founds the Republican Mayor's Association, where like because he is by far the most high profile uh, mayor who's a Republican. It used to be uh, Jacksonville, and like if you you know I, I would say that Dallas is a, a bigger city than Jacksonville, bigger deal, more nationally. You know it's just a larger platform by several orders of magnitude. Although I'm going to bet that on the city's list, Jacksonville's higher than you would think. 
because I know that it is very large surface area wise. So I'm guessing that it's capturing most of the po uh, suburban population. Um, but yeah, the, the, but the Republicans lost the Jacksonville mayorship. So I think it was down to like Oklahoma city or something like that. Um, and so now to have, you know, a city in the top 10, that's a big deal. So he's trying to leverage that to be like, I can elect other Republican mayors. I don't think he's going to try to reelect other Republican mayors. I think he's going to try to get a lot of money and not do much work. Um, because you know, like his whole thing of being mayor. Uh, so he had like four law jobs at big firms before this. And all of them had ended with them being like, you're not doing enough work to justify this salary. Uh, we're just going to have to have you go somewhere else. And then he got another big law job um, whenever he was elected mayor, where it was seemed to be like directly understood that he wouldn't be expected to bring anything in. He would just be mayor and they would pay him a bunch of money because it's good to have the mayor working at this law firm. Um, and so if he can continue that without actually having to do the work of being mayor, he can just be the head of the Republican Mayor's Association. Um, Tight. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's a life I would like to lead. Um, yeah. And so, you know, if he's taking $110,000, giving it to his mistress, saying, hey, uh, you know, set yourself up with some of this and then uh, use the rest to uh, construct this, you know, um, tax entity that I'm going to use to bilk donors out of further money. Like it, that use, that's better than like I'm spending it on $110,000 worth of jewelry for my mistress. Um, <laughs> so like it's, it's better than, uh, you know, like uh, it's, like I said, it's on the right legal side of the line, but uh, it, it doesn't seem good to me. I, I'm glad as a member of the public to know that the woman he gave this 110,000 to it was was also someone who he probably said, or, uh, may may have said that he loves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to do Patrioni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's All switch right. over. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.